What's up, combies? I'm Hannah. And I'm Olivia. And it's time to kombuchat. Yes, it is indeed. So, how's the week been? It's been alright. I really need a haircut. Oh, girl, same. <laughs> it's looking rough. I don't even know what to do with it anymore. <laughs> uh, I feel you. I feel the pain. How's your week been? It's been good. It's been busy. I'm, I'm pumped because people are combies are yes. starting to submit topics for us to chat about and one that came in is imposter syndrome I had a lot of people message me about it then once I kind of put up you know that we were going to talk about this and so mm-hmm. I'm kind of excited to to dive into what it is maybe how we've experienced it as individuals and then you know help people figure out what they can do about it. So let's maybe jump into it. Okay, so basically I did a quick search um, to define imposter syndrome in case you aren't positive what it is. Basically, it is feelings of inadequacy that persist despite evident success. So chronic self-doubt and a sense of intellectual fraudulence that override any feelings or success or external proof of one's competence. Whoa, that is technical. So that's like a lot of big words, but (laughs) basically (laughs) it's feeling like you don't belong, feeling like you don't have the credentials to be something or do something or work somewhere. That's kind of the breakdown. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think for me, the first time I experienced this was actually when I completely switched careers. I'd been Mm -hmm. working in healthcare and I made the switch to running my own marketing and consulting firm full time. And I know when I started working with clients and sometimes making mistakes on new tasks and things. I just kept thinking, oh my gosh, I am a fraud. Like, this is not, no, No. this is not, I'm not meant to do this. I'm not meant to have this. I'm so new. Maybe I don't deserve this. I don't know. Have you ever experienced it? Oh, 100%. Yeah, I think most recently I took an acting class virtually. Okay. And even though I have a literal bachelor's degree in theater arts, I showed up to this class and I was nervous out of my mind. Really? Yeah, it it was with a pretty prestigious um, acting school. Mm-hmm. in LA and I was like, oh my gosh, like what if I'm not at the caliber of professionalism all of these people are I'm so nervous and then I just jumped into the class and I was like oh okay I got this I do belong here I'm ready all right so it was kind of a pre like kind of before you actually even started the program oh yeah it was when I was in the zoom waiting room oh wow okay interesting and I was like (laughs) I'm scared I've definitely felt it with work too like Anytime I start a new job, I'm always a little bit nervous, like, am I what they're looking for? Am I qualified enough? Which is a little bit silly because, like, they hired me. So I've, I definitely have felt it in the acting space and in the workspace. Um, yeah, I've, I've definitely felt it professionally often. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, I know a lot of my friends in tech, because I do some consulting in that realm, mentioned that it's very common for them because sometimes things just get so hyper-focused in that industry that you do just start to feel like, I don't know if I'm supposed to be doing this. Um, So I thought that was interesting. Uh, I think it's important to touch on ways that this can manifest for Mm. someone. Um, And obviously, we both kind of described experiences that we've had. But there are some common ways that imposter syndrome can creep up. Okay. And so it kind of have a list written down. These are examples of when you might be experiencing it. So maybe you downplay your accomplishments. You avoid feedback because you're nervous and feel like, oh, my gosh, I I don't know if I deserve this anyway. Um, You overwork yourself because you're trying so hard to prove that you are worthy of of the role or whatever it may be. You don't take on new opportunities because you're afraid that it may show that you're not actually as qualified as you should be. And you have a hard time asking for help because you're worried that if you do, it's going to look as though you're not actually as prepared as you maybe should be. Okay. Wow. That's like a lot of different ways that it can manifest. Yeah. So I just thought that was important to touch on combis because I'm sure maybe one of those ways has happened to you and it helps to kind of put a a name on it, I guess, in mm-hmm. identifying the way that, that it feels. And that's actually kind of brings us into the tips that we want people to be able to walk away with on helping deal with this. The first one kind of being, you've got to put a name on it. Like if you feel those certain things manifesting in some way, then just acknowledge like, whoa, I'm experiencing imposter syndrome right now. Um, You know, put it into perspective. I know when we did a kind of a quick pre-episode chat, you mentioned writing works for you with this particular step. Yeah, I would say it's more so writing down like why I'm nervous Um, if I can write down those things like, okay, for acting class, for example, I'm nervous that I won't be as prepared as everyone else in the class. Well, why does that make me nervous? This is my first class. Maybe it's not everyone else's first class, but they know it's mine. So really, okay, don't need to be nervous about that. It's almost like a problem solution kind of way of looking at it. And just getting it down out of my mind onto, like, a sheet of paper just helps me deal with it and be like, oh, okay, this is why. I think that's a great tactic. It's it's really about how do you put it into perspective for yourself so that you can kind of acknowledge that you're experiencing it. And from there, kind of what you touched on is reframing your thoughts. So Mm -hmm. what if this is my first class? That's the point. You've got to reframe your self-talk. You've got to kind of take stock of your talents. Like, you know, I have a degree in this. I've taken other classes, kind of those sort of things that you mentioned. So those are kind of the first two things, you know, acknowledge it, reframe. Uh, I know you mentioned making mistakes and how that fits in. Do you want to talk about that a little bit? Yeah, so with work, I feel like many people 
are like, oh my gosh, I can't make a mistake, right? If you're your own boss, then the mistake just falls on you. But if you're an employee, you feel like your mistake falls on your client, the boss above you, etc. Right. So I know one thing that has helped is when I'm feeling nervous and like about work, I usually just call you in an emotional mess. <laughs> oh, wow. And I'm like, help. And one thing, one thing that has really helped that you've said is, well, you probably are going to make a mistake and that's okay, right? Because it's like, I'm human. Not everything I do is going to be perfect. I'm learning. So just kind of accepting that that is going to come. And then when it does, actually using it as a learning experience and not just being like, well, I'm going to make another mistake. I mean, I get that you you can't just keep saying that to yourself, but, but it's okay to accept that like we're flawed. We're learning. Most likely it's not the end of the world. People understand. Yeah, absolutely. And they better understand right now under these pandemic times. I mean, people have been locked down forever. People are tired. People have not had their regular vacations. Mistakes are absolutely going to happen. Mm -hmm. And that kind of brings us into the third takeaway, which is creating a support system. You know, asking for help either from your coworkers or a mentor or a superior yeah or us (laughs) you know uh just talking to each other your friends uh your family whatever it may be but just kind of having that support system so that you can ask for help and get through it because it's it's bound to happen and personal anecdote real quick I did have an experience where I made a mistake at work not long ago, and I talked to my supervisor, and he was like, hey, how was this day for you? Was it kind of overwhelming? And I was like, hey, it was. And he was like, I thought so. Let's fix that. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, that's so great. You know, it was really awesome that he brought it up with me because it made me feel comfortable to have that talk. But it also let me know I can bring things up to him and we can have that talk in the same way, you know? That's a very good point. And that's a great example of a supportive coworker to kind of identify that with someone and try to step in and be like, let's do it differently or let's Mm -hmm. chat about it. That's a good feeling. Um, The fourth thing that I want to touch on is taking breaks. It's so important and I don't know underutilized like Mm -hmm. if you're starting to feel like overwhelmed and as though you're not worthy of a role or position or nice things whatever it is however imposter syndrome is is affecting you just step back and maybe maybe this is where we talk about pump up songs oh yes step back mute the meeting, (laughs) excuse yourself, and get ready to blast a jam that will make you feel confident. (laughs) I swear, music changes mindset, and if that's not a phrase, I'm coining it now. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I I completely agree, actually. I have a pump-up song. It's Lights by Ellie Goulding. Amazing. I'm not even necessarily a huge 
pop fan or I'm not like a stan of hers by any means. I don't know why that song hit me at a time in my life when I just needed a pump up song, but it did. Oh and, my gosh. And it's been my pump up jam for, oh my gosh, like eight or nine years. No joke. That's amazing. What's yours? Well, wait. First, with that song, I tried out for cheer to that song. It was our audition song. <laughs> so I forgot about it. So it's stressful it, for you. It's a little stressful for me, <laughs> but I'm glad you like it. Uh, I, I mentioned mine in um, one of the sweet and spicy rounds. It's uh, that oh, Heim right. song. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> wait, what's it called? I don't know, because I just always think of that Savage Garden, Chicka Cherry Cola song. Chicka Cherry Cola. Um, I really like the steps by them right now, too. Oh, Now I'm In It. That's what it's called. Now I'm In It. Now I'm In It. Okay. Yeah, that's mine. But sometimes it'll change up. Um, You know, if I'm about to go into an acting class, then sometimes I'll do something that's like from La La Land or something like that. You know, I think you can cater it to specific moments, Mm -hmm. but that Haim song's definitely my go-to. Um, Okay, so last thing, uh, takeaway here, celebrating accomplishments. So important. Definitely. And especially right now with just so much going on and there being, I don't know, less opportunity to celebrate with friends and coworkers and that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. You know, if you're accomplishing some sort of goal or something with work, big or small, Uh, I really think taking that time to acknowledge it and celebrate it is helpful and will kind of help you realize, you know what? I did do this. I'm not an imposter. I am fully capable. (laughs) Among us, yes. (laughs) (laughs) So I just think celebrating is really helpful. Okay, so like, what are some ways we could celebrate? Say normally I'd like to go out to dinner with my friends or something like that, you know? We should give a couple examples of, like, small celebrations versus big. Well, if you listen to our episode on throwing a fabulous Zoom party, I think that would be a very fun way to to celebrate one example. Definitely. Love that. Uh, I think another way is maybe buying something that you've wanted. Okay, yes. (laughs) Vitamix. Yeah, whether it's, you know, a larger <laughs> item, like, yes, I did my Vitamix <laughs> recently to celebrate some 2020 goals, um, or it's, I don't know, getting some ice cream for the weekend or whatever. Yes, love. Getting your nails done, doing some self-care in celebration. Mm. Ooh, yes, we love that. Yeah, there's a lot of different ways that you can do it. Well, that's really it. I mean, I think, you know, we've covered a lot here. If anybody has any questions or if you've experienced imposter syndrome and you want to share it with us, we especially want to hear from you on pump up songs. We'll we'll be posting something, something for that on the gram for sure. But yeah, hit us up. And know that you are not alone. Okay, it's time for our sweet and spicy round. Notice I've taken the rapid fire out. I had that in previous episodes and we never really were doing rapid fire because we like to talk. So (laughs) I love hearing us. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, we're, we're, we're going forward with the sweet and spicy round. 
I dig it. I really do. So how do we want to roll with this today? Um, okay, I'll ask you, sweet or spicy? I think today I'll go for a sweet. What are three items you always keep in your fridge? Ooh, such a good one. Kombucha. Amen, girl. (laughs) I am a big barbecue sauce fan. Okay, love. I put that on everything. Mm. You know, uh, meats, fake meats. Burritos. Mac and cheese, burritos, eggs. I was doing a whole barbecue egg segment on the gram for a while. People surprising. were cracking up. Yeah, so there, there's two out of three. Okay. Um, lemons. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> They're just so good for so many things. Um, you can squeeze them on, I don't know, just so, so many items and it gives... Okay. It gives a little extra. Uh-huh. You could grate and you get some zest, so some mm-hmm. extra little flavor. I'm always putting them in water and smoothies for a little citrus bit. Um, you can use them to clean things. So they're wow. just, yeah, they're really handy. Versatile fruit. You want to answer that or you want a different question? Uh, no, give me a different one. Okay, sweet or spicy? Ooh, I guess I can go spicy. Okay. Well, now I'm scared. Read us the last text you sent in your phone. <laughs> Will it be to me? Question number one. Uh, okay. No, it's not. It's to my boss. <laughs> <It's>, um, <laughs> <laughs> OMGG, so adorable. Seriously, double exclamation point, because he just got a new puppy and I asked him to send me pictures of it. Oh, what kind of dog? I don't know. It's a long-haired something, but he's tiny. He already has a dog, and now he has a little puppy brother, and so he's adorable. He's really small. It's like a... Probably will grow to be like 11 pounds or something. Cute. Yeah, so cute. So yeah, I guess that wasn't too spicy. Not too spicy today. Yeah, you got out of that one. my... My amours. (laughs) All right, today we are doing suja or suha. I'm not actually sure. I've always said suja. Yeah, the website's not really clear. So suja organic. Uh, We've got strawberry rhubarb for sampling. Wow, I've never heard of that in a drink. Yeah, I guess I haven't either now that you say that. Um, So let's talk packaging. One of my favorite things to discuss So clear bottle, pink and reddish packaging, so supporting that strawberry rhubarb feel. Mm -hmm. Um, Suja's got a lot of, like, white, clean lines, so, you know, on a shelf, this looks nice. It looks inviting. It says right off the bat, supports immune health, so that's interesting how they're they're pushing that marketing claim there. Um, Let me just read you a little on the bottle. Making great kombucha is like making great anything. Start with purpose and use only the best ingredients. That's why we take months to slow brew our exceptional cultures before adding inspiring blends of our organic cold-pressed juices for a refreshment that revives. In this bottle, the classic combination of sweet strawberry and tangy rhubarb tops any day with a treat. Cheers to your long, beautiful life. Wow. Thank you. 
So that's cute. Um, 12% juice in this one. Serving size is eight ounces, which is actually two per container. This is oh wow, almost a 16 ounce, 15.2. And we're looking total sugars is actually on the low end, but you got to keep in mind that there are two in the bottle. So seven grams. So that's putting the total at 14 for this. So it actually comes out to be about, you know, average-ish. Um, if you're looking whole bottle, 12 of that is added. So something to keep in mind there. Other things that I like found on the website about them, they are, they're kind of tagline is we really, really love plants. We're constantly in search of the most interesting, delicious, nutritious plants we can find and cold press them to extract all of the nutrients and then bottle them up. I like plants too. Yeah. I actually first had this brand in college on campus. There was this big yoga wellness event that took place. Okay. And they came and set up a tent and were giving out bottles of kombucha. So yeah, I first had this brand from there. I, I really don't remember. I don't remember what flavor or anything, but Okay. Alright, let's open up. Watch as she carefully takes the lid off. Can you narrate all the boring things in my life? Yes. Can you pay me? <laughs> <laughs> Classic. Strawberry rhubarb. That's a type of pie, isn't it? It is. Yeah. So yeah. that's kind of interesting for pie flavor drink, profile. I smell that sweet strawberry right off the bat. Whoa. Like strawberry preserves. Yeah, like jam. Mm -hmm. Totally. Actually, really great scent on this one if it you like strawberry. Um, so let's talk color and consistency. Murky. Yeah, there's some sediment in this. For sure. It's a light pink red, I don't know, so that strawberry feel. Darker juice. than like a strawberry lemonade for sure, but not as dark as a smoothie. Yeah, perfect description. What are so I worked at Dairy Queen <laughs> in high school. Yeah. And you know when you like the type of strawberry topping you would put on a sundae? The sauce? Yes, the saucy kind. Yeah, yeah, that red. I feel like I'm drinking that sauce. Hmm. How does that feel? I mean, is that a good thing? Is that a bad thing? Is that just kind of it is what it is? I don't know what it is. How many added grams? A majority, so I think it's 12 out of 16, maybe? It tastes really sugary. It me. does. It does. If you're in the, the mood for a really sweet kombucha, I would say this is it. Definitely sweet. This has got the sweet sugar. I mean, strawberry rhubarb is a type of pie, so if you're looking for, That's like, that true. in a glass, yeah. that is this. It is accurate. It's like too. pie filling. Um, personally, I would have a hard time drinking this whole bottle just because I'm not a big sugar person. Samesies. I'm really particular about sweets and sweetness, and this is just a little too over-the-top sugary for me, but if you're someone who really likes that... It's good. It's a good taste. Yeah. And, like, just this little bit I like and would drink, and it's good, but same. I, I couldn't finish a serving. Um, I'd be interested to try some of their, like, spicier, more plant-based ones. I think this would be really good uh -huh. if you made a root beer float, but you made it with this. Oh, my gosh. Taking it back to DQ, folks. It feels like an <laughs> ice cream topping. It feels very desserty. I guess, is where I'm going with this. Yeah, I can see that. Like a dessert sure. kombucha. What do you rank? I would probably give this a two. Okay. It's a good flavor but I would not buy it again for myself. Mm -hmm. um, 
The packaging is neat, but it doesn't call to me in any way. Sure. Knowing that there's two servings in here somehow makes me nervous. Mm-hmm. I like when things are just like one serving per bottle. I would agree with that. I like that too because so many people pick up the label and then they don't necessarily look at that and then they're over consuming on things that they weren't initially planning on. So I do like when companies are transparent, especially in sugar content. And when it's something easy like this where you drink a bottle and it is what it is. This isn't a bag of chips or cookies or something where it's like the serving size could vary or whatever yeah um so yeah I would also go you know somewhere in the 2 2.5 range on this Mm -hmm. um I agree I like that transparency when brands have that I don't like when it feels kind of hidden or hard for the consumer um the branding I do not dislike um it's cute it's cute I could see myself being drawn to it especially in a more um I guess like if I was looking for like a more plant-based or spicier flavor, some of the ones I've seen on their website, I'm like, hmm, that looks a little more interesting. Mm-hmm. But I'm not drawn to sweet ones in general. So, you know, take that with a grain of A grain of scoby. Yeah, with a grain of scoby. Yeah, I think that's it for Suja. Strawberry rhubarb. Special thanks to Gold Threads Audio for music and audio production. They customized all of our music for the podcast, so check them out at goldthreadsaudio.com for all of your podcast music needs. This has been an On The Run Media production. Make sure to like, review, comment, subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, YouTube, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Let us know your favorite part of the episode in the comments and on Instagram. I'm at Blonde on the Run. I'm at Olivia. We'll see you next time, combies. Bye!